Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. 10-4. Tonight, we'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. A milestone win on a track where he scored his very first cup victory. Here comes Kyle Busch. Somebody asked me about whether or not I was the greatest of all time, and I was like, I'm never going to self-proclaim that. Um, You know, that's for others to debate. STP Race Week on NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. Mike Bagley here with the MRN crew. And all this week, all of us here at MRN are counting down to the STP 500 at Martinsville Speedway. It indeed, friends, is short track race number one of the season. And we will talk with a five-time winner at Martinsville on this week's show, Denny Hamlin. Question is, can he get that second win of 2019? He's already won the Daytona 500. Been very consistent here in the early going. We'll see if Denny has what it takes to take home another grandfather clock. Also on this week's show, we're going face-to-face with Stuart Haas Racing's latest edition, Daniel Suarez. We're also going to pay tribute to Kyle Busch and his milestone accomplishment over the weekend at Auto Club Speedway. Rookie contender this year, Daniel Hemrick, will join us to talk about his season and his thoughts about racing in this week's STP 500. About a week ago, the NASCAR Hall of Fame added six new names to the nominee list. The executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and our Winston Kelly will tell us who's new on the list and why. Plus, we'll hear the best in-car audio from this past weekend with our NASCAR Live Backtracks, as well as preview this week's latest podcast, MRN Presents the Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 years and still trucking. We've got all that and a whole lot more over the course of this hour. But first, Kim Kuhn joins us with the latest in social media news. Hello, Kimmy. What do you got for us? Kyle Busch earned his highly sought after win number 200, tying him with the king, Richard Petty. And he capped off the win by singing a DJ Khaled song on the radio after he got the checkers. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Kyle, he's not quite the singing star either, but there's no question he is one of the best ever and is destined for the Hall of Fame. It's just been uh, a crazy ride, and uh, to get 200 here today, at Auto Club Speedway is um, is pretty cool. I mean, to bookend number one and 200 here at the same place, it's kind of crazy. On the same asphalt, this place hasn't been repaved, so um, that's been pretty cool as well too. And and just being able to 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 win, that's what it's about. You can hear more on Kyle's big day at Auto Club Speedway coming up with MRN's backtracks. Winning Twitter this past week, though, was Daniel's Amigos. A Suarez fan club at Auto Club Speedway brought a band on pit road before the race. Now, get this. Our Steve Post was right in the middle of all the action. Here's what it sounded like on NASCAR Live Race Day. Are you kidding me? We are in the middle. A mariachi band is down. A mariachi band is in the middle of pit road. We're not anywhere. Oh, yeah, there we go. All right. Oh, my goodness. Chipper Daniel Suarez. Ole. Ole. Chipper Daniel Suarez. Ole. Ole. Folks, I've been on pit road a lot of years. I can't even hear you. I can't hear myself. 
A mariachi band has broken out. Daniel's Amigos have taken over here at Auto Club Speedway. <laughs> and of course, Daniel's Amigos is a fan-focused movement led by Coca-Cola and Stuart Haas Racing to engage and celebrate with Latino NASCAR fans. And they certainly did a good job of it in Auto Club. And finally, this is unique. Jimmy Johnson signed his yearbook this past weekend. He tweeted, well, that's a first sign my high school yearbook, clip on tie and all. So a fan apparently brought an old yearbook that featured Jimmy, had Jimmy sign it. You have to go to Jimmy's Twitter, though, and see this photo. And if you zoom in really close to the yearbook photo, it looks like Jimmy might be rocking a mullet. So I encourage you to do that. Don't forget, you can follow us on all of the various social media platforms at MRN Radio using the hashtag AskMRN. Thank you, Kimmy. We appreciate that. Coming up, we'll have this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks, and later we'll pay tribute to Kyle Busch. He's our AutoZone Driver of the Week. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone Fix Finder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. With warmer weather just around the corner, there's no better time to tackle that next job. And at AutoZone, we have the free services to help you get it done. And if your check engine light is on, our free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help. Your check engine light may indicate a variety of issues, from a loose gas cap to a bad catalytic converter. No matter the problem, our free Fix Finder service will help you troubleshoot the likely cause, saving you time and money down the road. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Okay, time out. You're going to let your budget be the boss of you? Take control with Progressive's Name Your Price tool. Tell us what you want to pay for car insurance, and we'll help you find options that fit your budget. Here's some music to get you pumped. I hear your budget laughing at you. Oh, wait, that's just those kids laughing at me. Ignore them! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We'll hear some of the best in-car audio from the Auto Club 400 with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Yeah! Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy zip lining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. Wallace spins. Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season, 25 Years Later. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. This is NASCAR Live. Another dominating performance for Kyle Busch. He brings that M&M's Toyota off turn number four across the stripe and under the checkered flag, and Kyle Busch has won the STP 500. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded three years ago in the spring at Martinsville. Kyle Busch winning the STP 500. One of his two wins at Martinsville. Two wins contributing to that 200 win total that you've heard a whole lot about here on MRN and at MRN.com. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live and indeed over the weekend history was made at Auto Club Speedway in the Auto Club 400. Here are some of the highlights with this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. We want to see what this new package is going to do Everybody's just paying, paying attention to it. This is a very, very key race today to NASCAR to see if this is going to work. Okay, cars off. Ready, ready, go, go. Green flag goes in the air, and the Auto Club 400 is underway. From the outside lane, the pole sitter, Austin Dillon, tries to get a fender out in front of Kevin Harvin. And it will be Austin Dillon leading the field to turn number one for the first time, and immediately they fan out two and three wide throughout the field. Top's covered, no gap, no gap. Clear up. 
on 14, push it to you. Push it in front. Almost like the five wide formation we saw in pre-race. Here comes Kyle Busch. Well, it's okay. It's just, it gets to that same slick spot on exit, and I lose the car when I'm in traffic. Uh, and out front here a little bit, but less, way less out front, obviously. Kyle Busch assumes the race lead, and they're crashing behind him. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is spun. Help the top. They're wrecking behind you. Help the top. Help Denny. Get up top. William Byron nearly misses him. It's a solo spin as Stenhouse goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Yellow, 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 yellow. All right, wave him off. You can save here. That'll be it for the segment. Just uh, keep smearing your tires. We'll be staying out. Don't let him jump back in front of you. The 11. You had him by a good bit. Kyle Busch will sweep the stage wins here this afternoon. He's done that twice previously. Outside the 43. All right, come on down here. Don't pass the pace car peeling off. Pit road. Don't screw up in pit road. And right now they're getting ready to hit pit road. We'll see what happens here. They'll be tight on you. Don't pass them. 47 all red right here. They haven't stuck a wrench in the back window of this car all race long. That remains the story here. No adjustments for race leader Kyle Busch. Clear. Wall. One blue. No more. One blue. Busted for speeding. Kyle Busch and his Joe Gibbs Racing teammate, both of them will have to restart at the back of the field. You got us too fast, section 13. If there's any car and any driver that can get back up there, it's us. Got to pace ourselves. Can't do it with a broke car. There are Team Penske Fords out front. He's going to have to run them down. Those guys will be blending up ahead of us then. Keep digging on all the toe we can grab off them guys in front of us. Grab what we can. That's right, all the tell you can get when they pull out. Kyle Busch with a big draft and a big run to turn one. You into two, you into 22, running mid, top's gonna be covered. A great run for Kyle Busch from third to first to the back straightaway. Still there, full, still full, still there, still there, still there, clear up. All the way back to the top spot is Kyle Busch. Team Penske and Joe Gibbs racing, the best two teams of the season so far, and they occupy the top three positions. Driving away here, point seven. 79 behind, you ran a 37, no more than you need. What a comeback after a speeding penalty on pit road. He has made his way back. Kyle Busch off of turn four. A milestone win on a track where he scored his very first cup victory. Here comes Kyle Busch off turn number four. All right, check a flag, 200, bud. Good job, good job, guys. Oh, yes. And Kyle Busch has won here at the Auto Club Speedway, winning the Auto Club 400 and national win, number 200 for the Las Vegas native, the 33-year-old driver. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Can you imagine if I could have gotten Vegas and yesterday? How many in a row? How many? Doesn't matter. We won today, boys. I speak for all of us, buddy, when I say uh, thanks for letting us be a part of it, man. You are the best. For the 200th time in his NASCAR National Series career and 53rd time in the Premier Series. That's this week's NASCAR Live Backtracks. With Kyle Busch scoring his 200th win among NASCAR's top three divisions, the Motor Racing Network honors that accomplishment. Pressure is on young Kyle Busch as he comes off turn four. He's going to do it, though. He'll hang on and win the Funai 250, his first career victory in the NASCAR Busch Series. We'll see what we can go get the rest of this year, but uh, this is only one of many, hopefully. Tonight, he's going to be the man. Kyle Busch off of turn four, the Kellogg Chevrolet. He is the winner of the Sony HD 500 in California. Somebody asked me about whether or not I was the greatest of all time, and I was like, I'm never going to self-proclaim that. Um, you know, that's for others to debate, but in my opinion, I don't know if if, if in this day and age now anymore with how many eras we've been through in racing or basketball or football or whatever, if there is truly a greatest of all time, I think there's obviously greats. Kyle Busch pulls to the outside. Kyle challenges and passes. Kyle Busch is going to win. And um, I would just like to be attributed or, you know, in that mix of the top five, top eight guys. I think by the time I'm all said and done, I could be in the top two or three of those guys of greatest of all time, but I think it's going to be really, really hard. Here they come down to the line. Kyle Busch is going to win the race. In his 16th race of the year, it is win number eight of the season for Kyle Busch. I mean, this was win number 200. A milestone win on a track where he scored his very first cup victory. Here comes Kyle Busch off turn number four, looking for the checkered flag, and he'll get it. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. For the 200th time in his NASCAR National Series career and 53rd time in the Premier Series. But there's so many of the 200 that are special or meaningful 
and I don't know how you can categorize or characterize uh, all of them. This is all about a championship right now. Here they come, pouring off turn number four. Kyle Busch trying to win the race, trying to win a championship. I guess Homestead 2015 is probably the biggest, right? Kyle Busch is the champion. The celebration is on down there. Coach Gibbs is going across. He always finishes uh, these races with a prayer. I'm always leery when people ask you to have a great athletes. You know, and people say, well, who's the best of all, all this kind of stuff. I'm always leery of that because there's been so many great drivers in NASCAR down through history that have built this sport. It's just that I do know that he's unusual. He's got a real gift. And as a part of that, there's a determination and a competitive attitude he has that you just don't find very often. Crew Chief Adam Stevens, I know every win is big, but this is win 200 for Kyle, obviously. How special is it for you to be involved in something like this? The 200 deal is um, it's awesome. It's cool to be a part of his career. You know, he's um, as good as they get. Uh, probably be a first ballot Hall of Famer. I don't know how anybody could argue that. And just to be so close to that level of talent and help him achieve what he's achieved uh, is a tremendous uh, honor. Uh, and I don't take it lightly. I never have. I mean, you guys have probably heard me say that before. And uh, now to be a part of his 200th win, um, I hope I'm there for 250. Holy cow, Kyle Busch. Oh, he's on the apron. He's wrecked it. And he took Kurt with him. Into the wall goes Kyle. Into the wall goes Kurt. He's always going to be my little brother, no matter if he's got 200 NASCAR wins or five championships maybe in the future. I mean, he's on fire right now. And his focus uh, right right now and his level of determination I've never seen it this high and I'm so proud of him Denny Hamlin is on the prowl and it's over quickly to me uh, he's the best out there there's just no one better now it seems like it's it's kind of a Kyle Busch era in the sense of uh, I think he's taken over as, as undoubtedly the, the best uh, driver in the cup series we continue to remind you the numbers the next cup win is going to tie you for 10th all-time with Lee Petty. Are you one who looks at the numbers other than when we tell you about them? Other than when you tell me about them, and you're the best one at it, Winston. So uh, it's obviously just uh, something that I don't necessarily pay attention to as long as you're successful and doing a good job and doing your job about what you know how to do. And you're winning those races, you're going to be uh, eclipsing a lot of milestones, and certainly it's been pretty awesome thus far. There is no doubt. Hall of Fame statistics right there for Kyle Busch. And speaking of Hall of Fame, we'll hear from the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly, coming up next. And later, we'll go face-to-face -face with Stuart Haas Racing's Daniel Suarez. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary penny colors up the back straight away. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. This week's wheel entrusted to perform pit crew goes to Kyle Busch's Joe Gibbs Racing's Toyota Racing Team for the second week in a row. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll talk about some new names that are eligible for next year's NASCAR Hall of Fame induction ceremony. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. 
Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. Off turn number two to the back straightaway for the final time. Team Penske and the Miller White Ford on their way to collect the grandfather clock. Brad Keselowski off turn number four. It will be career win number 22 for Brad Keselowski across the stripe. The checkered flag is out and Brad Keselowski has won the STP 500. Now back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded two years ago. Brad Keselowski scoring the win at Martinsville Speedway, adding a grandfather clock to the Keselowski house. Thanks for joining us on this week's NASCAR Live. Last week, the NASCAR Hall of Fame announced six new people that will be eligible for the NASCAR Hall of Fame next year. Over the weekend, MRN's Alex Hayden spoke with the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly, about those that were chosen and why. Winston, it's that time of year again where the candidates to be voted on for the NASCAR Hall of Fame, one of the greatest times of the year, but also one of the most difficult times of the year as well. Yeah, and uh, you're a part of that uh, come May 22nd when the 20 names uh, are submitted to the voting panel of 59 people. Uh, and it gets tougher and tougher every year because the, the differentials in the numbers continue to get tighter and tighter. Uh, with six new nominees, we had one fall off for the first time in, in Kirk Shelmerding. Doesn't mean that he's not a NASCAR Hall of Famer. It's just how the nominating committee prioritizes the potential candidates. You don't automatically requalify, if you will, or be renominated. So the six new nominees, Sam Ard, uh, two-time uh, what is now the Xfinity Series, 18-time winner, Neil Bonnet in the Premier Series, plus uh, all his television work. Marvin Panch won the Daytona 500, 17 wins, 25-time winner, a World 600 winner, uh, now Coke 600, Jim Paschal. Tony Stewart, three-time champion, 49 wins. And Red Vogt, the original mechanic for Red Byron and Raymond Park. So a lot of diversity there and uh, probably only one that I think everybody expected to be nominated in Tony Stewart. So a lot of people can say Tony's a, a gimme, and, and a lot of people are putting him as a first ballot actual Hall of Famer. Outside of, of, of smoke, any of these candidates really jump off the page at you and say, yeah, I can legitimately get a vote here, or I can legitimately get a vote there for these particular people? I think of the other uh, five new ones. Yeah, I can see them be first ballot, but I think it's a bit of a stretch. You know, you, you've been in the room, and... You know, you see different dynamics in there about the types of people as well as the individuals. You know, given some of the conversation that we heard last year, it's not going to surprise me if Joe Gibbs doesn't go in and he going in with uh, with Tony Stewart. It, does that make Bobby Labonte uh, an option to go in with them or people in the room sometimes like to split folks up so then Bobby might have to wait? A little bit longer you know I think you're gonna have the conversation with guys like Ricky Rudd his numbers very similar to Jim Paschal and Marvin Panch just from a different era a lot of conversation last year about Buddy Baker he too in that 17 to 25 win also like Neil Bonnet had the uh, media career as well so I think those are some names that I expect uh, to come to the forefront uh, and one that's high on my list and was last year is Waddell Wilson I like the diversity of different types of people uh, and he was both a crew chief and an engine builder, uh, won five Daytona 500s as an engine builder. So I think uh, Waddell Wilson is another one that got a lot of conversation last year and, and is very high on my list. For these pioneers of the sport, from the from the very early days, like a red boat, for instance, uh, among others, I mean, Pascal Panch, some of these people that a lot of race fans today may not even have any idea about them. How difficult is it to try to educate today's race fan and today's public about the pioneers of our sport? Well, and that's part of what the NASCAR Hall of Fame is about, to be able to do that through this process and as a Hall of Famer. How many people, when the Hall of Fame opened back in 2010, really remembered Rex White, the 1960 Series champion, 20-time, 20 uh, 28-time winner 
uh, in the premiere series. And the NASCAR Hall of Fame has given us an opportunity to remind folks of the great pioneers that we had in this in this sport and people who are newer to the sport that joined whether it's in the 70s the 80s the 90s or 2000s to talk about guys i mean jim pascal and marvin pinch were two of the guys that i grew up watching you know pascal drove for petty enterprises uh a number of years marvin pinch drove and won the daytona 500 with the wood brothers so you know those are the guys that i grew up uh, watching as a kid uh, and then as I got into the sport, Sam Ard and, and Neil Bonnet were two of the folks uh, that uh, that I got to work with and interview and, and things like that. And then Red Vogue, having spent some time around Raymond Parks before he passed away, there's actually uh, a replica of his shop, a small replica of Red Vogue's shop in the NASCAR Hall of Fame because he was that first mechanic. He also was the gentleman Bill France Sr. credited with ultimately coming up with the suggestion of NASCAR, National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing, and he got NASCAR license number one when it was first issued in 1948. He was in Daytona Beach in 1947, a significant part of the history of the sport. So you got to look beyond just the numbers, but he was there as the mechanic uh, that helped form NASCAR. Numbers and contributions. It's one of the best times of the year to figure out who else is going to be nominated and who the five will be to go into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. That's the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, Winston Kelly. Thanks, Alex. Coming up on NASCAR Live, we'll have this week's face-to-face -face interview, and later we'll hear from Denny Hamlin. This is one of the greatest days of racing. A picturesque setting for a racetrack, one of the best that we go to throughout the course of the year. You know when you come here, you're probably going to see things happen that you will not see anyplace else. Oh, my Campgrounds are full, the fans are filing into their seats, and we are just about ready to get things going. Awesome to hear this place is sold out once again this year. It's going to be an exciting one here today. Plan your weekend at a Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series race today by visiting nascar.com slash tickets. Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary penny colors up the back straight away. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. Here's the broadcast schedule for this weekend's activities at Martinsville Speedway. We will get our coverage kicked off on Saturday, and we are slam-packed. We'll begin our day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern with Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series practice. We'll also back that up with more cup practice at 12.30 Eastern. You can hear both those practice sessions on MRN.com. Later Saturday afternoon, it'll be the NASCAR Gander Outdoors Truck Series 250. Tough trucks of NASCAR getting back at it there at Martinsville. Our coverage begins 1.30 Eastern Saturday afternoon. And pole qualifying for the STP 500 will follow the truck race at 5 Eastern. The aforementioned STP 500 takes to the airwaves at Sunday, 1 Eastern. Would love to see you at the racetrack. Get your tickets at martinsvillespeedway.com. If not, you can count on us right here at MRN to bring you all the action. Coming up next, we'll hear from Daniel Suarez. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Live sports are the one true reality entertainment where a single dramatic moment can become timeless. In NASCAR, Motor Racing Network's live broadcasts elevates your senses to the sight, sounds, and struggles taking place on the racetrack. Austin Dillon leads the pack. No one ever thought he would contend for the win. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 500. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. When the racing concludes each weekend... Keep up with the nonstop NASCAR news each weekday on NASCAR Today Midday. The drafting type races I've always excelled in, so that's where I see uh, a tremendous advantage. I think it was very important for us to get Martin and to get Cole, um, both of those as a, as a group, because they're very good at what they do. NASCAR Today Midday, Monday through Friday on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. Right on the bottom of the racetrack, coming off turn number two. Kyle Busch trying to close, but it's not going to be enough. Mrs. Boyer's baby boy trying to get it done at Martinsville. The long wait to return is over. Here he comes off board. Clint Boyer sees the checkered flag, and he wins the STP 500. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded this past spring, one year ago, for Clint Boyer getting a grandfather clock, winning the STP 500 at Martinsville. And when Clint got the win, he broke a long winless streak, and he's hoping that he can add another clock to the collection this coming weekend in the STP 500. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Another driver that would love to do the same is Daniel Suarez. He was recently added to the Stuart Haas Racing driver lineup here at the beginning of 2019. Recently, Woody Kane sat down with Daniel for this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Let's start with a little racing, Daniel. Everybody says by the time we finish the Western Swing and we head back east, everybody kind of knows what they have and the cards are on the table. Is this year different because of the new package? I think it is different. I feel like um, we've been for sure working in different areas than before. Uh, obviously, the, the end result has to be the same that is a speed right yeah but uh, but we are we are looking different areas with now with the with the with the big splitter and, and with the big uh, uh, wing in the back spotter in the back um, different engines it's just it's just a different game uh, and, and already I feel like right now in the store I have racing we have a lot of work to do um, specific ourselves in the 41 group we have a we have some work to do when it comes to clean up a little mistakes that we have been doing in the pure road and and just a little you know mistakes that are easy to fix like the little uh, battery issue that we had last week that it just put us ourselves behind the entire race and stuff like that but but overall we have had decent speed yeah but not a speed to win races yet so so we, we are working hard to try to get where we where we need to be Let's, uh, let's talk a little bit of food, because I know you're a big foodie, and I saw uh, a, a little picture at, uh, I think it was Daytona. Your mom brings dessert empanadas for the team. How did I miss out on that? Yeah, she did. Uh, my mom was in Daytona. Uh, my mom is very big into food. Uh, yeah. She likes to cook, and she likes to, to, to bring stuff from Mexico so people can try oh, it. She's man. just very, very proud. Yeah, she uh, should be. They look great. Yeah. So I wanted she, to have a scratch and sniff phone so I could see what they smelled like. Yeah, she didn't make those. Oh, she uh, didn't? Okay. No, she didn't make those, but a good friend of my mom did. Okay. Uh, so she she got those uh, from Mexico. She She's one of those moms. My mom is one of those moms that she doesn't care if she has no clothes in her back. But if she has food and stuff to to, to bring other, over for, for other people, mm-hmm. she's going to be happy. So... So she brought some empanadas, and, and everyone was very happy in Daytona. And as well, while we were in Charlotte, she made some tamales for the guys. So, oh, But she did make those. She did make oh, those, and man. those were amazing. Oh, my gosh. When you work around, I, I saw something where when you started your career, you said you were like an 11-year-old kid who got the racing bug and wanted to do it. But you weren't the guy who was thinking, this is what I want to do as a career. It was actually your dad who said that first? It was later. In the, in the beginning, I didn't know anything about racing. He didn't know anything about racing. And we just got into racing uh, for fun, uh, mm-hmm. to have a little fun and, and, and to, to see how, how well that wore and, and as a hobby. Uh, it was later on until I got maybe to 16 years old yeah. when I started to. I remember my dad telling me, hey, Daniel, what do you think about doing this as your job, your career? That surprised you? And I say, and I say how does that work? And then he goes, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could, you, you could get paid for this. And I said, okay, <laughs> am I going to get paid for driving race cars? Which you would do anyway. Say, and I said to him, I remember, I said to him, man, I would do that every weekend. <laughs> so be careful what you wish for, because here we are now racing yeah. every weekend. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how it worked out. And, and my family, my dad, uh, they don't have any, any experience with racing at all, and and either myself, uh, we've been just learning as we go. And honestly, honestly, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I feel very fortunate to have great parents and, and great uh, people around me that they've been helping me to know more of the sport and, and to make the right decisions along the way. You raced for, for Joe Gibbs Racing, and everybody says that in any organization, the culture of that organization starts with the leader. So you've got Joe Gibbs that you used to race for, 
and now you race for Tony Stewart. How are the cultures different at Joe Gibbs Racing versus Stewart Haas? They're different. Um, I would say that uh, already Coach Gibbs, he's a, he's a, he's a great coach and, and he knows how to work with people, uh, which is very, very good. Uh, and, and Tony, um, he's, he's a driver. Yeah, uh, he's a, a racer. Owner, so it's a, it's a totally different mentality. Um, I feel like, you know, I really like the Tony mentality a lot because he understands the driver's side 100%. Yeah, uh, he was, been there, done that. Of course, many years. So, yeah. so I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in a, good, a very good place and I'm, I'm really looking forward for a future. He just became uh, eligible to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, one of the, the guys that they'll select from. I mean, a three-time champion. It's a no-brainer, isn't it? He's going to the Hall of Fame, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, he just has too much history in the sport, and, and he has done a lot. And, and, and other, other than that, he's a great person. You know, yeah. I, I really didn't know him a lot as a person, but he's, he's a, great, a great guy. I, I can call him a friend today. So I'm very proud to be, to be part of the Stuart Haas Racing family right now. That's Daniel Suarez and Woody Kane with this week's NASCAR Live face-to-face interview. Coming up next, we'll hear from Virginia native and five-time Martinsville winner Denny Hamlin. And later, Daniel Hemrick will join us. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. G'day America, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right, Outback Delivery is here. Now you can enjoy all your Outback favourites anywhere. Our signature centre cut sirloin at home. It's here. Or game day party platters with kookaburra wings that'll have both teams cheering. It's here. Or steak and lobster for a date night at home. It's here. Head over to Outback.com and place your orders because Outback Delivery is here. Outback Steakhouse, Aussie rules. Delivery availability varies. Delivery charge may apply. We'll hear from Denny Hamlin next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how did it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-242-1706. It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. Trying to pin Hamlin behind the lap machine as they come off turn number two. Down the back straight away for the final time. Hamlin to the bottom. Here comes Keselowski to the outside. Checkered flag ready to fly. Kenny Hamlin off turn number four. Keselowski gets into him. Hamlin saves it and across the line comes Denny Hamlin. He will win this afternoon for the fifth time in his career at the Martinsville Speedway. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded four years ago at Martinsville Speedway. Denny Hamlin picking up one of his five Martinsville grandfather clocks as winner of the STP 500. Thank you so much again for hanging out with us on this week's NASCAR Live. We talk about the successes of Denny Hamlin at Martinsville. He's having successes in 2019, picking up the win in the Daytona 500. And now he comes to a place where he's had a ton of success. For more on Denny Hamlin, here's MRN pit reporter Dylan Welch. 
This weekend, Virginia native Denny Hamlin returns to a place he knows well, Martinsville Speedway. Final time down the back straightaway, home cooking in his home state of Virginia. Looks like it's going to do the trick. Denny Hamlin off turn four for the checker. Um, yeah, I mean, I look forward to going to Martinsville every time. Obviously, it's one of my best tracks, and uh, with the strong runs we had there in the spring uh, and fall last year, it's obviously uh, pretty optimistic that we can go there and be good. Uh, was excited so far with you know kind of where I'm at with Chris and you know the things that he you know the mindset he has on these racetracks and the strategy he likes to pull and things like that it's uh, you know he's, he's really smart and he's obviously a short track guy and he, it's going to be the first true short track that we're going to get to work together. Out of 26 starts at Martinsville Denny Hamlin has five wins 13 top fives and 19 top 10 finishes. Over the years he's lost a lot of his advantage due to data sharing. Well I think that Data sharing changed the game. Um, there are just no more secrets anymore to how there's no questions of, well, how does this guy drive or uh, anything like that. You can just look it up nowadays. And, and really, back in the old days when I remember we did a test with me, Joey, and Kyle, we all ran the same car 20 laps, 20 or 25 laps uh, with the same setup and everything. It was like, you know, well, why am I so much faster in the long run? How much, why is Kyle faster in the short run? Those were, of course, questions we had to answer through, you know, asking each other and, and maybe you kind of look at like what, what's called MoTeC data, but you don't have the true data that you can stare at now and, and pretty much mimic uh, anyone's style. So certainly, you know, a lot of the advantages that I had on short tracks were, was taken away with uh, when, when the notebook was open. Now that Martinsville Speedway has lights, Hamlin shared his opinion about racing a full race under the lights. Yeah, I'm, I'm indifferent on it. I mean, I think that, you know, Martinsville puts on its best races when the track is really rubbered up and you really don't get that at night because the temperatures are just too cold. It seems like it's just a little bit early in the season and a little bit too late in the season, uh, you know, scheduling wise to really get optimum racing conditions at that track. So uh, ultimately in the long run, yeah, I'd love to see a, a night race there, but I'd like to see it in the summer. This weekend, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series teams will have just two days to practice, qualify, and race the STP 500 at Martinsville. Denny Hamlin says that's plenty of time for a short track. Well, I think that, you know, really you can make a lot. Every weekend could be a two-day show easily. Uh, One-day show, you could, you're could. you probably going to have to do it at, at shorter racetracks. Um, I, I think the reason is because the tech process on the bigger racetracks takes a little bit longer. Teams push the edges more on bigger tracks. So I think you need more time for an ins more time for an inspection where we're usually not talking about guys that didn't get through tech at Martinsville. It's it's just there's no big benefit to pushing the edge. So I think tech can be a lot quicker and things like that. So uh, it would probably be a short track where you could buzz in in a day or so. The last time the Cup Series raced at Martinsville, Joey Logano moved Martin Truex Jr. for the win. Logano down to the inside. They touch. Truex goes sideways. Logano gets by. Here comes Denny Hamlin. He'll get second, but Logano gets the win. Man, that got physical coming off turn number four. Denny says it's unlikely you'll see that sort of aggressive driving this weekend. You know, that, that kind of played out how you thought it would, especially being the, the last you know, kind of be in a, a cutoff race in the sense of, you know, gets your ticket to Homestead. So certainly I think that uh, the, the spring race doesn't usually turn out quite as crazy as the fall, but I, I would imagine that uh, you guys would be pretty aggressive. I don't know if they'd be that aggressive, but I mean, maybe, you know, you never know. I think it depends on the players that are in it. Uh, if there's somebody that, you know, doesn't think that they're going to get another win in the course of the season, that's going to be their ticket to punch to uh, the playoffs. And certainly you'll see a move like that. But I think that if you've got your contenders that are up front every week up there, less likely. So far this season, Denny Hamlin has one win and hasn't finished worse than 11. Motor Racing Network will have coverage of the STP 500 this Sunday starting at 1 p.m. Eastern. Thanks, Dylan. And there is no doubt that Denny Hamlin will be one to deal with this weekend in the STP 500 at Martinsville. Coming up next, we'll hear from rookie contender Daniel Hemrick and later, we'll preview the latest podcast on MRN.com. With warmer weather just around the corner, there's no better time to tackle that next job. And at AutoZone, we have the free services to help you get it done. And if your check engine light is on, our free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help. 
Your check engine light may indicate a variety of issues, from a loose gas cap to a bad catalytic converter. No matter the problem, our free fix finder service will help you troubleshoot the likely cause, saving you time and money down the road. Let us help you at more than 5,600 locations nationwide. Restrictions and details in store. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's you, Jamie. Don't hang up. You need to hear this. You gotta quit wearing that aviator jacket. Nobody's buying it. I'm sorry you have to hear it from me, but at Progressive, we're all about giving it to people straight. That's why we show our rates alongside our competitors' rates. And when you're helping people find great rates, you don't need some jacket to look cool. Just keep rocking that scarf. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Sunoco Rookie of the Year contender Daniel Hemrick is next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Winged Nation with Steve Post, Aaron Evernham, and Ashley Stremme. Your destination for all things winged sprint cars. Each Saturday at 8.30 and 11.30 a.m. on MAV-TV. Live at noon on wingednation.com and Facebook Live. Join us conversations with drivers and personalities that make up the greatest dirt racing on earth the winged nation preview podcast each thursday previews the upcoming weekend winged nation winged sprint car talk covering dirt tracks all across america hey ralph shaheen here with mrn's the straight line the holidays may be over but the drag racing world is just putting up their christmas trees as they get ready for the start of the 2019 race season Join Doug Herbert and I every Thursday as we talk to the celebrities of the NHRA, and we'll take you inside the pits for all the latest news and headlines. It's MRN's The Straight Line, presented by O'Reilly Auto Parts, every Thursday on MRN.com, iTunes, or wherever podcasts are heard. It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. Final time out of turn number two. Jimmy Johnson dominated the day, but Kurt Busch is the man as they head for three. It's Busch by a car length looking for the checkered flag. Jimmy Johnson takes a peek downstairs, but it won't be enough. Across the stripe and winning the STP 500 is Kurt Busch in an 83. Winless streak is over for him. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Ah, there it is. Kurt Busch's win in 2014, five years ago in the STP 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Let's shift from talking about veterans to talking about rookies. One of this year's rookie contenders is Richard Childress Racing's Daniel Hemrick. Over the weekend, MRN's Kyle Rickey caught up with him to talk about running Martinsville this weekend and a whole lot more. Daniel Hemrick on the inside. Nemechek tries to pinch him down. It's not going to work. Hemrick is there. Full time and now a month into the season, Daniel. How would you kind of summarize these first couple weeks? Roller coaster. I think that's a good way to look at it. More of a emotional side of it. Um, you know, we've we had our situation at Daytona that we didn't get a good finish and go to Atlanta and had everything leading to us having a solid top five finish and had a tire come apart. So. Um, just that's kind of been the trend, right? Just up and down, up and down on that side of it. So it's been a good learning experience having to balance all this stuff and as well as, you know, the, the other nuances that make the Cup Series in, in this level what it is. But it's uh, as challenging like everybody told me it'd be, but it's, uh, it's been fun trying to adapt and change on the fly. And I think as a whole at RCR, we've got some good things to go off of. I know uh, it's been fun leaning on my teammate Austin Dillon through the process to make sure we're doing everything we can to make ourselves better today than we were yesterday, and that's the goal. You guys have shown speed, though, uh, which must give you some optimism going forward. You mentioned some of the bad luck in race, but the speed is there. Yeah, the speed is there, and that's uh, something I'm extremely proud of. Um, very thankful everyone back at the shop at RCR, ECR, Chevrolet, putting a lot of emphasis on, on getting us tools and the things we need and resources to, to get the speed. Just, you know, we have all, all those stuff in front of us. We just got to do a, a better job on all ends, including myself, of of uh, maximizing, you know, how much speed you need versus balance. Uh, we, we've missed the balance a couple times already, and we also hit on it once or twice. So uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you don't know what you don't know in, until you figure it out. But all these teams in the garage, just as, as well as this eight team, are getting more and more information every time we hit the racetrack. And um, as we get through the West Coast swing gear, I think it'll give us an op opportunity to kind of legitimately download and, and evaluate our program and, and see what we feel like are the key components to make us better moving forward. 
We just came off the West Coast swing. Now we have kind of the short short track swing coming up. Richmond, Bristol in a couple of weeks. Martinsville this week. I guess that would probably be one of your home, if not your home racetrack, at least on the Cup Series. Is it pretty cool to go there now as a full-time Cup Series driver? Yeah, it's pretty cool to go back short track racing and do it at Martinsville. You know, I remember going there as a kid watching a lot of short track races at Martinsville and just being a fan. Um, and outside of Charlotte Motor Speedway, I, I would consider it my home track. But it's also a place I haven't been to um, actually raced at since you know 2016 in the Truck Series. So uh, a little bit of a, a drought there. So I'm looking forward to going back there and, and jumping kind of all in. And um, my, my crew chief, Luke Lambert, and these guys, they really enjoy that place as well. So hopefully we can uh, hit on the balance and um, have a good weekend. But it's definitely going to be fun to go back short track racing. One of the coolest trophies in, in all of motorsports there, the grandfather clock. What would it mean to you to pick that up? And I guess where would you put it if you were able to get one? Yeah, well, I am a new homeowner, so I'm sure, uh, you know, as every new homeowner usually does, they end up realizing they have more house than they need, and that's kind of the situation I, f I find myself in. With that being said, there's plenty of rooms to, uh, to for my wife to decide where to put a grandfather clock. And I'm really, I mean, honestly, um, the, the joke and being aside, you know, this race team just needs a couple solid runs. And um, I feel like I, I know what I need when I go to a place like Martinsville, and hopefully we can key around that and hopefully have a shot when it's all said and done. You mentioned short track racing. Uh, you enjoy short track racing, obviously, coming from the short tracks. Tell the fan, maybe a new fan, why short track racing is is kind of the bread and butter of not only the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, but everything we do in NASCAR. Yeah, short track racing is, you know, way back before there was even really a, a sanctioned body of, of stock car racing. It was the it was the, the crown jewel and, you know, local short tracks throughout the country where guys could run three, four, five times a week um, you know, dirt, asphalt, however you want to look at it. That's what made the drivers who they were and, and the followings they had as, as a sport really grew and immersed into what it's become, you know, Everybody in this garage, some way, shape, or form, grew up short track racing. Grew up, you know, trying to chase mechanical grip, trying to figure out how to make your car get in the corner, how to make it turn good enough, and then once you do that, how do you make the back lock in and have enough grip on exit? Don't matter what form of racing you come from, those are the key components that mold you into a driver. Um, so for any of the fans that that maybe don't know the history of it or whatnot. That's that's what all of us in the garage have grew up doing. Um, so it's cool to go back and, and reminisce and be kind of immersed right back in that, that scene where you try to find all the same stuff. That's Daniel Hemrick and Kyle Ricky as they spoke over the weekend in Southern California. Coming up, we'll preview this week's new podcast on MRN.com, and we'll go back in time with this week in NASCAR history. It's the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone Fix Finder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary penny colors up the back straight away. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner, every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. It's STP Race Week on NASCAR Live. The Martinsville Master is ready to score again. Jimmy Johnson off four for the final time. The Dominic Carr all afternoon will prevail here at Martinsville. And for the eighth time in his career, Jimmy Johnson has picked up the win. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Uh, no memory recollection would be complete without including Jimmy Johnson picking up the win there in 2013 in the STP 500. That was one of nine wins for Jimmy at Martinsville. It's been a long time since Jimmy has won at Martinsville Speedway, but don't count him out this weekend. You could see that 48 car shaking some things up at the front of the field. Thank you so much for joining us on NASCAR Live, and be sure to check out our new podcast on MRN.com called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 Years and Still Trucking. This week's show is about some of the most exciting championship battles. <laughs> 
we got 120 points taken away after the Las Vegas win with only three three races to go in the series. He has won now six of the last eight races. Greg Biffle wins the Orleans 250. Unfortunately, we can't change the record books, and it, it's a decision that comes down, you know, that NASCAR has to make or that, that's made, and you can't really reverse it. And Jack Sprague is the race winner, and as we see it, the 1999 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series champion. We had, we had a plan that me and Hornaday go out there and park side truck side by side stand on the bed top two cool. weeks later i got a hundred cases of coors light for helping jack win a championship a hundred cases of coors light was it all but one weeks? all but one case is drinking my house <laughs> ted musgrave though has been posted for passing to the left on the restart and we'll see how this is interpreted as a checkered flag is displayed heights Technically did, you know, pull out and, uh, you know, it looked like I was trying to pass. I was trying to avoid direct, but as we kept going, you know, it, it was just a situation like that happened. I went to avoid it, but it turned out to be a penalty. Barney, apparently they have proclaimed uh, Travis Quapple as the series champion. NASCAR just came over and said, uh, tell him he can climb out of the truck. The cheers went up. And that is the official word. You know, obviously, Brendan had trouble and wrecked out. Brendan gone, gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And that changed the whole dynamic of the race at that point, because then myself, Ted, and Dennis were only, I want to say, like 15 or 20 points apart. So it really came down to a tight points battle after Brendan was eliminated from the picture. You can catch that and more in this week's new podcast. MRN presents the Tough Trucks of NASCAR, 25 years and still trucking. You can download that show as well as the first four for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Before we head to the house for this week's show, let's check in with Susie Armstrong with today's history lesson. I'm simply trying to gather information to help the people in the present trace the path of the virus. We're not in the present now, Mr. Cole? No. 1990 is the past. This already happened. As we thumb through the pages of the NASCAR history book this week, we begin with chapter 1990. Randy Travis charted the number one country song with Hard Rock Bottom of Your Heart, while NBC television fans bid adieu to ALF after a four-year run. In world news, East Germany had its first free election while NASCAR led Freedom Ring at Atlanta Motor Speedway as Dale Earnhardt passed Morgan Shepard with two laps to go in the Motorcraft 500. Earnhardt's going to get it done down the back straightaway, stretches his lead. Shepard moves to the inside to put the block on Martin. Ernie Urban's going to look to the outside of Shepard, but it's all Dale Earnhardt in turn four. Dale Earnhardt comes sailing into turn number four with a good full second ahead of everyone else. He is going to win the Motorcraft 500. Leap forward to Y2K. Toby Keith achieved number one status with How Do You Like Me Now? In entertainment news, ex-Beatle Paul McCartney updated his status to dating former swimsuit model Heather Mills while NASCAR fans were liking the action at legendary Darlington Raceway, where Ward Burton remained glitch-free that day in the Mall.com 400. How do you like me now? Eases off the banking, very smooth, down the back straightaway. Now Bill Elliott will dive to the inside of Ward Burton, but he's very conservative. He'll ride the low line into turn number three, bring it all the way to the top of the banking off turn four. Nothing left but the checkers. Nearly four and a half years and 132 races later, Ward Burton gets career win number two. Checkered flag and Ward Burton takes the mall.com 400 at Darlington. And we complete this week's chapter in 2004. It was no contest that Usher had the hottest song in the country with Yeah! while Martha Stewart splashed headlines following her conviction on four counts of obstruction of justice. At the box office, controversial The Passion of the Christ takes top honors before NASCAR returned to the track too tough to tame. Jimmy Johnson claimed the checkers in what would become the last March clash at Darlington Raceway. Bobby Labonte gets a run up onto the back straightaway. Labonte looks low, not able to do anything just yet. Jimmy Johnson has been sliding down here in turn three. Labonte goes up high. Now he pulls a fake, looking low. Labonte follows off turn four. Labonte without a car length, looking for a chance to make a move. Will he be able to do it? Coming down to the line? No, he will not. And Jimmy Johnson scores his first win at the Darlington Raceway, holding off a hard-charging Bobby Labonte. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie. That's been the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. It's never a good feeling to see your check engine light on. Thankfully, the AutoZone FixFinder service can tell you the most likely fix for free. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Our thanks to Daniel Suarez for visiting with us this week. Also, our thanks go to Denny Hamlin 
Daniel Hemrick, and for the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for joining us. And remember, join us Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern for the running of the STP 500 at Martinsville Speedway. Until next week, we'll talk to you right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. And was brought to you by Bloomin' Monday at Outback Steakhouse and by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrian, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbrin. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the expressed written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best.